Blog Talk Radio. Anyway, 
I'm not really political on the issue, particularly myself, although I do think, you know, obviously something should be done to make sure that it's not an unregulated or unregistered or, you know, it just seems like we have to register our cars. Um, You know, it just seems weird that guns can be like, you know, not registered or something like that. You'd think that they should be registered. Anyway, that just seems like common sense. But anyway, there's a lot of energy in Capricorn right now, and that's actually on the side of the government, which is kind of interesting because you see how the government is stepping forward and trying to create some new laws. And a lot of times in the um, in the Uranian Capricorn uh, square, I feel like I might focus on or take the side of the... Um, the Aries energy uh, a little more often because I see the Capricorn energy is having well entrenched itself in society, but all of a sudden today, having five planets in Capricorn, I realized that this Uranian Capricorn, Uranus and Aries and Capricorn Pluto square, Aries Pluto square, is really about tempering both sides. It's really about creating balance on both sides it's not just strictly about um you know that that capricorn energy is government and corporations and that they're always overbearing and power hungry and invasive and you know that energy and that the uranus and aries is the individual fighting back against these you know demonic horrible government corporate agencies that's really actually not what's going on all the time. What's going on is a balance between um, the individual speaking up against the oppression, potentially, of the patriarchy and the patriarchy being able to say back, well, this is what we have to offer and this is what, like a good part of what we're able to contribute. So it's kind of an interesting balance. Anyway, that was the, that's the first thing that I, I really noticed um, is that there's five planets in Capricorn right now tonight. We're in a new moon in Capricorn. Uh, for us individually, there should be a tremendous focus on our reputation, on our career, on our social status, on the energy that we're putting out there, on being a breadwinner, on who we are publicly. All this Capricorn energy brings us to the forefront. Maybe it brings our opinions to the forefront, but it definitely brings our actions. It causes us to be thinking, what is it that I want to do, literally do, for other people so when somebody comes up to you and says yeah well what do you do they mean what's your job right and um this question is very much uh one of the more popular questions we get asked uh, when we meet someone new and it's the question that rules capricorn capricorn as an enormous part of our lives because it rules our career and who we are socially uh, moving on a little bit, there's a couple of air signs. Mars and Jupiter are both in air, and they're in a kind of a nice trine to each other. Mars is in Aquarius. Jupiter is in Gemini. I think it adds a high-mindedness to the conversation. It adds a kind of um, brotherly um, connection and a sense of humor. Brotherly, you know, Aquarius is very much about friendship. Mars is about men, so... If we can have a brotherly, communicative conversation right now about who we are socially, all that Capricorn, social, public, 
um, I think we're going to be able to get a really productive conversation. And Saturn and Scorpio, not really making any bad connections. It's a little bit square to Mars right now. I would say that's the one tough spot. Any, anywhere where there's, you know, conversations of a heavy nature, you know, surrounding issues of, um, you know, the darker side of the conversations where it's about death or sex or things that people don't really like to talk about very much. Those issues are still underneath the surface of some of our social conversation, yet we haven't yet really brought out um that's not really what comes out on the table, and we don't really talk about that necessarily, the value. We're all shocked, you know, by, um, let's say, the loss of life in Newtown, Connecticut. We're all shocked by that, but the real impact of that, the loss of that, the real scorpionic part of that, which is about those families and those parents and those lives that are lost, we never really focus on that. We focus a little bit on our shock, but we don't really ever delve into what does it mean to have lost these lives. And I think that that part of the conversation is still left in the background because Saturn is, um, you know, in Scorpio, and Saturn is not really an outward, very strong outward energy. It's really like a foundation energy. So that's what's behind the conversation. It's just not necessarily in the front of the conversation. Uranus is direct. Pluto is also direct, so they're kind of following each other five degrees apart. We're going to see, as I had said last week, um, the squares again in May and October. So as we work up to that, we'll see some more social shifts. Neptune, uh, one and a half degrees Pisces moving forward slowly, albeit on its way up to about five degrees. And we might see some more changes with um, Neptune, but for right now, it's not playing a heavy role in the global energy. And that's your Global Energy Minute. I'm Dr. Craig. I have a caller that's been holding on for a while, and I'm going to check, see who this is. Hi, 860, you're on the Inside Connection. Hi, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Doing okay. Are, are, are you wanting me to take a look at your chart? Yeah. Okay, who is it? Basil. I saw, I talked to you a long time ago. You have? Do you live in L.A.? No, Connecticut. Connecticut. Well, let me uh, let me open up the chart and find you. Spell your first name for me. Basil is S-T-A-C-I-L. Uh-huh, I have it. You were born in New Britain? Mm-hmm. Okay. How can That's I help great. you tonight? Um, well, I did... I don't know if I ever told you about it, but... Um, about the job and everything. You might have. Go ahead. And, um, yeah, I haven't worked for, like, two years. I'm still struggling. So far this month, I applied two places. So far. Right. That's pretty much available, but I've been right. So you're still really you know, focused the- on work. I remember. I remember talking with you. There are some good transits this year for some change in work um, because you have a lot of planets in Capricorn, and and right now there's a lot of planets in Capricorn, and some of them are actually in a really good placement in your fifth house, and it's you know something creative that you want to do. 
Um, so, you know, I would hang in there. I think, you know, even Uranus this year is going to be square to um, some of the Capricorn in your chart, and that should create some sort of openings, some sort of almost like some sudden changes, some opportunities to come along this year. I definitely wouldn't, you know, really lose heart because the transits that you're having are, they're okay. You know, some of them are complicated and as far as relationships with people at work and things like that but but um but it's not as if I don't see like a, if I see a lot of like blockages I think there are opportunities there for you to be able to um bring some work into your life this year certainly in the first part of this year okay yeah yeah I've been like I've been feeling like very discouraging. And, yeah, I'm you know, sure. You even have Jupiter. You have any of Pluto in opposition to your Jupiter? You know, your Jupiter is in is in uh, Cancer, and and you have Pluto in opposition to your Jupiter, and Jupiter is the ruler of your fifth, and that's one place where it's about creativity. So, isn't there any? You know, like we've talked about this maybe a little bit, like positions that you're looking at where you can do nurturing, you know, like taking care of people, anything like that? You're not you don't you're not interested in that or um in a way I do because you know I went to school for aesthetics. So so far I only applied to a job that is sort of related to it. Uh huh. But like skincare and everything like that. But that's basically what I applied so far. So this Great. Okay. Well, listen, I mean, I I would hang in there and and um, you know, really keep applying and keep looking cuz there's a lot of energy around you and like I opened the show by saying there are five planets in Capricorn and you have three planets in Capricorn in your chart. So, for for you right now, there's a lot of opportunity through January and February of positive for you to um be able to find something, okay? Okay. Stasel, thanks for calling. Thank you so much for okay. taking my call. Okay. Right. Right. I'm going to take one more person right now who's also been holding for a little while. Area code 561, you're on the inside connection? Hi, this is Lena from Florida. How are you? Who is it? Lena from Florida. Have you called me before? I think so, yeah. Okay. March 7th. 1862. Let me see. Uh, spell your first name for me again. L-E-N-A. And is your last initial H? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, were you born in Islip? Yes, I was. Do you mind me giving out your birth information? No, no, no. No, okay. So your birth information, for just for some people, I think, follow along. For the astrology, um, it's um, March the seventh, nineteen sixty-two, at twelve oh three in the afternoon p.m. in Islip, New York. March the seventh, Pisces. So yeah, let's open up your chart. And um, what is it? Wow, yeah, right. You have a really interesting chart, right, with everything all on one side of the chart and then on the opposite side. So what have you been up to? Oh my God, I've had. Such a horrible year. I, I mean, I lost my home in the summer, and I was homeless for about three weeks, and 
now I've been living with my niece since um, August. Um, still looking for a job so I can get back on my own again. And, and then I did reconnect with my sister again, so that was a good thing. And she brought me in with her daughter, but I really want to get back working and get back on my own two feet. Right. It's not an easy year for me at all. No. And one of the things about this year for you is that it's been a Chiron return. And Chiron returns are, are happen when people turn 50, and they're very, very difficult. And um, one thing about your Chiron return is it's in Pisces in the 10th house, and I think that that can be about uh, near the 10th house, not exactly in the 10th, but it's close to it. And um, I think that that can be about... Um, it's almost the way in which you feel like a victim, Lena. And I don't mean that you're that you're not having legitimate crisis in your life, but it has a lot to do with the way in which you sacrifice, the way in which you 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 know sacrifice a lot for people, and then end up mm-hmm. in situations where you're not really. Um, you know, coming out very well. It's kind of a Pisces theme, and and you have a lot of Pisces in your chart, the Sun and Venus. But what happened this past year was your Chiron return, and I suspect actually that part of the positive thing that's happening for you is that you reconnected with your sister. Yes. So that's a part of like the healing that 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 happened mm-hmm. for you, and one thing that might be why you know this has happened. As far mm-hmm. as like you know, yeah, it's some you know like not necessarily looking necessarily for reasons, but um, things get better for you in in a, after the spring when Jupiter goes into your first house. So Jupiter is going to go into your first house, and I see. Uh, like a, it's a, just an easier time for you because you're able to connect more with yourself instead of having to dig through all of this unconscious stuff and you know what's happened to you. It's still it's still like there's a year of a healing and now you're going to be 51, so the Chiron return will be over. But it's still you know right there. You're still kind of right at the end of it, and um, I think. I think the answer to recreating your own independence is is about you connecting with whatever community you feel like you're a part of. You have a lot of Aquarius in your chart, so whatever group of friends or community that might be able to assist you, and also recognize that you need to take care of yourself. You know, I Mm -hmm. think that's a really big part of being a Pisces and having this... um, this transit that you had in 2012 is to realize that you have to take care of yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to learn the hard way, and uh, that I'd be able to depend on somebody, but it fell through, and I wind I wind up homeless in my car for about three weeks. So yeah, was, that's horrible. Yeah, that's horrible. It's horrible. It was just the most humiliating. Just I was so. I mean, I am still like. I'm still like it gets it gets better it gets better when uh when Jupiter goes into cancer I think it brings a more um you're able to connect more with your moon at that time and your moon is in Aries 
So I just feel like you're going to be able to create a renewed sense of your own identity. It's not easy for you. I can hear that. But, you know, focus on that. Focus on putting yourself back together in a way where you don't feel so victimized by circumstances. Okay. Do you see a move? Do you see any kind of move? Or am I going to be here for another year? Um... You know, if there's a move that if there's a move that's coming, you're gonna have to plan for it pretty soon. You know, it's not screaming out at me to be honest with you. I mean, I can't afford to move at this point with no job and nowhere to go. Right. So why don't we focus on that first? Then let's focus on a job and not on a move. And I said, piece yourself back together. And and start with your own personal identity and your own strengths, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Thank you. Thanks for calling again. So I did want to talk about just a little bit some of the theme of the show tonight, which was about focus. And one of the things that made me want to talk about that topic is is actually the stellium and Capricorn that that we have going on. So. Because there's there's all this energy in um, in in Capricorn, there if let's say for instance if someone was being um, uh, you know if I if if I let's say if I was um, being born today, right? The focus would be very much on um, on um, personal reputation and social status and career because if you were born with five planets in Capricorn you would have a strong focus in the area of Capricorn and I think that when when we look at the chart sometimes it's more easy to define what that focus is uh, but that there's also an opportunity for us to figure out what the focus in a chart is by looking at the themes of a chart for instance, someone might have all these planets in Capricorn, let's say, but have uh, you know Leo rising and lots of planets in the fifth house, which would be a theme of Leo. They might have an important planet in the tenth, which is the house of Capricorn. And not to be too particular, but there are ways of looking at the chart to determine what particular lessons we have and what it is that we might want to focus on in order to be able to accomplish them. Um, in in charts, with you know. I'm looking at basically uh, 12 different energies. Those are the 12 signs and uh, 12 different houses, which represent 12 different lessons. And the way in which those get put together, the, the, the 12 signs and the 12 houses, make really like with an infinite combination, really, of possibilities between the energy of who we are the energy we kind of come into this world with and the energy we're trying to learn about or experience. 
that that energy that we're trying to learn about and experience is the energy that we're kind of asked to focus on. If we have a lot of things in Aries and or, and or the first house, we might be we might be feeling like we need to be more bold or more entrepreneurial, uh, work on our own, or be more outspoken. Sometimes people can, I think, um, let's say be more shy or more soft-spoken and then at a certain time in their life Aries will kick in and they will become more outspoken as they begin to learn and focus on that energy. So the chart just very simply, it was just sort of a simple um, thing that I wanted to say today, was that the chart offers a place where we can learn about what it is that we want to focus on at a given time in our lives based on the energy so that we can figure out, you know, where it is that we want to head. I'm not sure if that was very clear. Um, let me see if I can say it another way. The chart shows me at different times, what parts of my life lessons are active, okay? Then I can focus on those parts in order to be able to bring myself towards the whole, the, the whole meaning like the whole lesson that I'm actually here to learn, the complete lesson. So taken in small steps, I'm able to focus on those and then reach the larger goal. Ha! That was a much better way of saying that. Area code 260, you're on the inside Hi. connection. Hi, who's this? Hi, uh, this is Shruti. Thank you for taking my call. You're I have I have you my data, both data. Say it again. And, uh, I have private message to you, my both data. This is uh-huh. calling from right? Yes. And is it okay for me to tell that data? Because yes. Okay, great. So um, it's um, May the twentieth, sixty-eight, at six forty a.m. And you say Pune? Yeah. Pune, P-U-N-E, India. Awesome. Where are you calling me from today? Arizona. Nice. Yeah. Nice to be uh, here. Uh, have you? You've never read with me, though. I don't remember reading no. the chart. No. Can you spell no. your first name for me? Yes, it's Shruti. Oh, oh I meant hold on. It'll be easier. One second. S H R U T I. I. Wow. Yes. Come on, Shruti. <laughs> I think you're the only that beautiful woman from India that I've ever worked with. Well, it's not so, too common of a name. Twenty. It's common, common now. But. 68. Oh, it's not that it's common. It's beautiful. 0640000 AM and PUNE India. I got it. So, um. Could be like Gemini rising 8 degrees with Mars on the ascendant. Nice. How about Gemini rising at 8 degrees with Mars on the ascendant? Right on it. Awesome. And uh, Mercury in the first house in Gemini. So one of the one of the um, you know the strong you know things that I always see whenever I look at a chart with somebody that has this this placement of the twelfth house and then Moon in Pisces, right? You have a very 
uh, loving, caring, compassionate life. You, you're you're mm-hmm. a very sensitive person, and you're the kind of person that actually, you know, understands the material world, but is willing to give away different things that you have in order to make other people, you know, friendship and and community and compassion. This is the outstanding part of your chart, and it's almost as if you're really like a philanthropist. You know, you really you can care for people in a very fundamental and tangible way. That's the Taurus part, where just as a as a as a giver, you can give of yourself, your 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 intellect, because of the Gemini, but you can also give actually of the physical world. You're happy to um, bake something for someone, make something for someone, or give money to charity, or help charities find money to work for groups. It's very nice. Your chart is beautiful. Thank but the you. interesting, interesting part of your chart is that the ruler mm-hmm. is Mercury, and Mercury is in the first house. So with all of that compassion and you know selflessness, you really are um, learning how to be a force a communicative force with your with your language your your ability to use words and um you know mercury it, I, you know obviously the, the the pitfall of that is that you could get um you know full of yourself anytime there's a, a ruling planet in the first house the, mm-hmm. the 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 pitfall of that is that you could think too highly of yourself um and you probably have gone through times where where you've struggled with that but um but fundamentally i would imagine that you've learned you know how to manage those impulses where it's like oh my god i'm such an amazing communicator <laughs> you know um, well you actually know. not i wish um <laughs> that was the case <laughs> i wish that was the case unfortunately i mean what i've noticed because i'm a little bit interested in astrology also is with my Ma- mars right on the ascendant yeah i sometimes come across as being very very aggressive verbally yeah yeah, yeah. and i'm learning and, to manage and that mercury in the first house Yes, I put my foot, you know, the my talent, mouth. Yeah. Though, the oh. talent for you, though, is is more, I think, in recognizing that that's the gift you have, is being a forceful communicator. You know, I think that, that as long as you're not impressed by yourself, no, no. That, which is <laughs> yeah, a very, you know, like, in other words, and there really isn't any reason for you to be right because you're a channel of divine energy and you really just have the gift of being able to communicate your truth. Um, in a forceful way that, you know, if you step out of the way, then you're able to have a more um, intuitive connection with the divine. That's the beauty in your chart is that having moon in Pisces and having Venus in the 12th house and being a woman um, focuses me on your Venus even more than your Mars, really. That's why I didn't really, I didn't really jump on your Mars right away. I, I see the aggressive communicator pretty much mm-hmm. really as um, Mercury in in the first house. You know, just that alone is is an Aries kind of mercurial energy. Like you know it, you know what's right. You have a vision for things. No one's going to change your mind, and you're willing to tell everybody all about it. That's that's the Aries part. It's it's um. You know the the Mars part, yeah. I guess could make you uh, talkative, talkative, and and potentially a bit aggressive. But 
as a woman, you're still going to be focusing on the empathy and compassion. I would, th- I would, th- I would imagine that whenever it is that you step on somebody else's toes verbally, you feel badly about it. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. That's I'm still, you know, I yeah. think I end up feeling more badly than yeah. the other yeah, person. Yeah, of course. Does, huh? So, um, you know, what are what are your major transits that are going on right now? Um, you know, Pluto, uh, sorry, Saturn just went into your sixth, so there could be uh, some need right now for you to focus on your health, and not not in any bad way, but just to make sure that everything is good. And since it's Scorpio. A reproductive system gynecologist going for you know a doctor's appointment for that is is advisable with Saturn and Scorpio going into the six but I think there's more to with the six than that because the six is not only about health um, it's mm-hmm. also about generally routine and um, what it is we do on a day-to-day basis so you might be really reviewing that and making changes in that and um, uh, uh, you know, trying to figure out what it is that you need to change or let go of in order to be able to streamline your um, your your day to day activities, so that you can now move forward. Because with Jupiter and Gemini, you know, it's been a very busy, very active year, and it's going to go direct soon. And yeah. um, and it's going to go back into your first house. It's going to cross your Mars again. It's going to go, you know, zooming through the first. You're, you need to really have um, polished off your identity. You really need to have polished off who you see yourself being at this time as you're now moving forward because um, you're um, – you're going to be, uh, I guess, around 45, which is great. It's a great, yeah. it's such a great time for you. You know, it's such a great time. So, are you with someone? Are you in a relationship? No, I'm single. I'm single. But you're right. Yeah. Uh, just to give you feedback, last year was Raven for. Um, I moved to a different state where I've never been before. Uh-huh. Uh, new job. I still have my home for sale. I hope with this. Ju- Jupiter Transit, hopefully my home will sell soon. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it's a new life. Last year was yeah, very the Jupiter, the Jupiter Transit could help because you have natal Jupiter in the fourth. So, um, and it does rule contracts and things like that. So I would, you know, definitely look into that. I see the relationship coming to you more when Jupiter is in, in, is in, um, is in Leo. So maybe like 2014. Um, really good relationship because Jupiter is the ruler of your seventh, and you also have Jupiter in the fourth. So about bringing a relationship into your home, or really feeling like you can make space for that mm-hmm. um, next year. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. other than that, that's you know pretty much what I see. It's positive. Mm-hmm. I say would say it's okay. generally generally very positive because you did you know when when Neptune squared your sun, which was just about, what, two years ago, right? That mm-hmm. was a time of real upheaval and confusion. Yeah. and yeah. That's when I lost my job. Yeah, that's over that's now, you know. And it wasn't the right job for you, which is why Neptune's in your 10th. And mm-hmm. you have other times where you're actually going to almost like re-review what it is that you're doing for work and... 
um, compassion and sensitivity and stuff like that. But that's also for, you know, another time. We don't have to read that far into right the now. future. Yep. Okay. Now, now so the sixth house with the Saturn in there, uh, yeah. do you normally just use it for day-to-day activities or do you also use it for work? Because yeah, well, work, is a, part of, work is a part of day-to-day activities. It's about okay. the things that we need. The sixth house is fundamentally about what we need to maintain. So okay. we need to maintain our job by going to it every day, right? Yeah. In other words, we have to maintain our, our our. That's why it's the house of work and service, um, the actual work that we do for for other people. It's different from the tenth because the tenth is really only about our career, which is sort of what we say we do, and the mm-hmm. reputation that that provides us. But the sixth is the is the nitty gritty. It's the actual what we actually do on the job. And um, so, but it's all about all the things we need to maintain, which is why pets are in the mm-hmm. are in the sixth house. Like if we have pets, mm-hmm. yeah, um, taking care of them. Yeah, yeah, it's about taking care of them and maintaining them. Um, it's about all the data. I mean, if we have little children, the sixth house is mm-hmm. about the care of those little children. The children oh. themselves are represented by the fifth, but the sixth represents everything we have to do. On a on a on a day to day maintenance basis, yeah. Having a baby, that's all about the fifth. Changing the diaper is all about the sixth. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I never knew that. That's interesting. Okay, I learned something yeah. new. Thank you. So, for that. Um, that yeah, Saturn's in your sixth house now, and so the focus is going to move to maintaining your health. And I said before, what it is mm-hmm. that you need to let go of, because Saturn's the ruler of your eighth. So what it is that you need to let go of in order to be able to streamline your routine so that as Jupiter goes into your first, you can get your job done as efficiently as possible. Okay? Oh, I see. Okay. So do you see that impacting, like, my losing work? Losing work? Yeah. What do you mean, losing Job work? loss? Job no, loss? Because they, no, today no, they announced, no, like, not right, uh, no, not yeah. right now. Sorry. Not right now. Okay, I don't okay. see job loss right now. I see a change in your job, but we can't talk about that tonight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, thanks for that. Yeah, I appreciate it. That was very you. good reading. I learned okay. a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. So the focus there, you know, even in her chart, there was a strong focus on um, communication, Gemini rising, the ruler, Mercury in Gemini in the first house, and then Mars in Gemini conjunct the ascendant. So there were themes there of Aries and Gemini, and then also um, she had um, Saturn in Aries. We didn't talk exactly about that, but that in connecting to my show's theme, it's Saturn in Aries in the 11th house, and the moon's north node in Aries in the 11th house, there's this tremendous energy towards communicating the individual idea, her own personal creativity. And she, I I just saw when I was speaking with her an image of somebody who was like, capable of being a spokesperson, capable of being an activist, not necessarily political um, and, and, or anything like that, although that's certainly a possibility, but, 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 
with Jupiter in in Leo, and then this this strong Aries theme, and then Aquarius, an activist for a higher cause, something like that. And whether that's connected to work or not, that's up to her as she moves through her choices with Neptune in her tenth house. But the themes that jumped out, and the theme of my show tonight, which is how can astrology help us to focus? The focus is in how am I using my words um, for uh, Shruti and where where do I get my power from? I get it from the language skills that I have. So it was really awesome. Thank you for sharing your birth chart with us tonight. I have another caller, uh, area code 818. You're on the Inside Connection. Hello. I am a listener and obviously a caller. I'm Diane. Hi, Diane. How are you? I am fine. You are really, really quality. I love what you're hearing. May I give you my birth info? Have you ever done that before? I know my chart. I do. I Go love ahead. astrology. When's your born birthday? In, born in 53. Yeah. Astrology is important to me. April. Yeah, you've, you've called me before. I have your birth I, information. Yeah, kidding. April the 30th, 1953, at 11.20 oh. a.m. in Philadelphia. Oh, my goodness. I oh, so, my goodness. I, I can't believe it. How Why? I, I love that. Because <laughs> I, I I should have made you a regular. If I've called oh. you before, you're so powerful. Thank you. Well, you know that my son is conjunct your moon. Which makes me connect. Got it. Yes which makes us connect in that way. And so because I'm a Scorpio and, and it's strongly connected to your moon, um, that's very positive. I love it. It's positive so, synergy. So tell me, you're right on the precipice of your you know, Uranian square, the approaching Uranian square with, you know, you have about another year for it, you know, but you've got to be getting yourself ready because Uranus is going to conjunct your Venus and it's going to square your Uranus and it's going to conjunct your Mercury and your whole life is going to change, right? Okay. Is that a good thing? Yeah. It, it could be. Yeah. Are are you in a relationship? You know, I'm not. Uh-huh. I, I did one. And... um and that's fine. That was my decision. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I don't mind being alone. I enjoy people, and and I like if it's right. But yeah. if it's not, bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I suspect that you're going to find yourself in another relationship with, like, let's say within about 18 months. I know you probably want me to read a little closer to this year, but whenever I see oh, somebody... No. You know what I mean? Like, you you know a little bit of astrology, so you know the next real big phase of what it is that you have to work on is the approaching Uranian square with Uranus crossing your midheaven. You know, it's just going to be a lot of changes. I think that there are going to be a lot of positive changes. It's very dynamic. Who are you going to work with? Who are you going to become? You know, like, how are you going to change yourself? 
you know, you have Venus and Aries, you know, like what new identity are you going to take on publicly? You must be feeling it coming. Those questions must be stewing inside of you because your chart is very, you know, like clear as far as you are a, you know, you have a strong public presence. You're not somebody that people don't notice. Right, isn't that it? But you know what? I really believe I can get anything I want, and my whole life I've been that blessed because it's the focus. I don't right. know if it says it in the chart, but it really is powerful. And but it hasn't was, been easy, like your family life and your family life and all of those things that you had to deal with growing up were very difficult. Not but good. No. Right. But you're at an age now where you should be able to let a lot of that go. Exactly. Yeah. At 18, I was out of the house. I let yeah. it go dead. I never went back. So, Diana, yeah. I wish I had more time to talk tonight. Oh, but I, I'm, I'm okay. right at the end of my show. But please feel free to give me a call again, okay? Are you on weekly? I am. I'm on every Thursday, Thursday at 8 o'clock. Thank you. You're Blessing. welcome. Hi. It's Dr. Craig Martin, and I'm going to leave you tonight with Florence and the Machines Cosmic Love. Thank you so much for being on the show with me tonight. It is always a great pleasure. I will be here next Thursday at 8 p.m.